On this episode of What's the Secret Podcast, Vance Morris, the author of Systematic Magic, Seven Magic Keys to Disneyfy Any Business. Vance has shared the stage with Dan Kennedy, Steve Spurrier, Lou Ferrigno, Joe Theismann, Lee Cockerell, Dave D. Pendulette, and many of the world's premier entrepreneurs. And on this episode of What's the Secret, he's going to share with you how to bring the magic of Disney to your business. Now, Vance owns a carpet cleaning company, and Vance says, look, if a carpet cleaner can Disneyfy his business, anyone can. We're also going to cover why putting yourself in your prospect's mind is so important, and it doesn't just apply to marketing. We're also going to cover how to create repeatable, replicatable, and practice systems for your business, and the importance of managing the setting, which, as you'll hear in this episode, Vance shows doesn't just apply to brick-and-mortar businesses, it also applies to online businesses as well. Look, every business or service has become a commodity, and the only thing that separates businesses is the experience they provide their customers, clients, or patients. In essence, they need to disney themselves, and Vance is going to reveal exactly how you can do that in your business on this episode of What's the Secret Podcast. And again, this is part of my Milk It Method series, so if you haven't downloaded your free e-guide of the Milk It Method, please head over to tomgaddis.com forward slash secret and do that now. Tired of being at the mercy of your job? Tired of watching your hard work fill someone else's bank account? Want control of your time and lifestyle? Well, if you want the real secrets, the gurus won't tell you of how ordinary people, just like you and me, can create thriving businesses that deliver financial and lifestyle freedom, you're in the right place. Aloha, my name's Tom Gaddis, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. All right. Aloha, Vance, and welcome to the What's the Secret podcast. Super excited to have you here. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Tom. It's, uh, I don't think I've ever spoken to anybody in Hawaii before, so this, this will be a treat. <laughs> yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of fun. It's um, nice weather here today, blue skies and sunny. <laughs> yeah. Same here. It's actually 75 and blue skies right now, so it doesn't happen too often uh, this time of year. That's awesome. And you're up in Maryland, right? Correct. Yeah. Great. Well, I'm really excited to have you on the show today because one of the things that we've been talking about on What's the Secret this this season is, you know, the various steps you have to go through for launching a business, growing a business. And and one of the areas that we kind of focus on is what we call the kaching, uh, which is, you know, monetizing your business, getting things in order. And I and I think one of the one of the areas that a lot of people overlook when it comes to that process is customer service, you know, and you being the, the, um, the Disneyfy guy, um, I thought it would be really great if maybe we could talk a little bit about how people could kind of apply what Disney is able to do and what you talk about in your book, Systematic Magic. Um, you know, how could they apply that to their businesses? How does it relate to, you know, really when they're starting, when they're growing, those kinds of things. And, uh, but maybe we can just start off before we dive into all that with a little bit of your story. Like, how, how did you end up as the Disney guy? <laughs> um, well, way back when, um, I uh, worked for the Disney company for 10 years uh, in Orlando, Florida. Uh, spent uh, most of that time in the resorts. I worked at the uh, Contemporary Resort, was my last position there. 
Uh, I was a, a nightclub manager and island manager for Pleasure Island back when it was there. Um, they have since mowed that into the lake uh, smartly. Uh, and, um, you know, that's where uh, the uh, Disney Marketplace, uh, Disney Springs, excuse me, they've changed the name so many times. <laughs> Disney Springs is now. Um, so, uh, you know, people do leave Disney. I get that question a lot. You know, oh my God, why did you leave? Um, Central Florida is a beautiful place, if, in my opinion, but if you're between the ages of 18 and 30, um, you know, lots of bars, lots of beaches, babes, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, just wasn't a place I wanted to live for the rest of my life. So I uh, was in Boston for a while with a company called Legal Seafoods in the restaurant industry. Um, I've uh, run uh, continuing care retirement communities. Um, I've run a wedding factory. Uh, little known fact, I was a uh, security guard at a birth control factory. Um, that was, uh, they never asked me to do quality assurance. I don't know why, but, um, they did have me, uh, you know, guarding the place, which was always interesting. Um, I, uh, had been laid off a couple of times from, uh, corporate jobs and, you know, I went out and did what everybody dreams of doing from when they were a small child. And that is to open a carpet cleaning business. I mean, everybody dreams of this. Of course. Um, <laughs> And I, I was looking for something to do on my own, um, you know, something that in my area did not have what I would call a high caliber service. Uh, if you think about home service businesses, um, we are on the low end of that totem pole. You know, you probably have electricians and plumbers up here and then, you know, carpet cleaners way down at the bottom. Um, so there was a need for um, a high end, um, you know, full experience um, company. Uh, we've got a lot of, uh, we actually have more coastline um, in one of our counties uh, than the state of California. And so it's just dotted with million billion dollar homes. Um, and uh, so, you know, these people were getting the run around from, you know, we call them soak and suck, you know, a guy with a garden hose and a shop back, he calls himself a carpet cleaner. Um, so, but I decided when I was starting it, that I would uh, take everything that I had learned at Disney, all of those principles, and apply them to the carpet cleaning business um, and really, truly make it an experience for my clients. Um, so one, one of my taglines is, is if a carpet cleaner can do it, any business can do it, all right? So there's no excuses, you know, candlestick maker, bread maker, online marketer, whatever you do, if a carpet cleaner can do it, um, you can do it. And one of the things I want to preface all this with um, is, you know, we're not trying to copy what Disney is doing. Um, I don't know how many of your listeners uh, actually own a theme park. Um, I'm going to hazard a guess, probably not too many, um, if any. Uh, so the question becomes, how do you adapt what Disney does into a dental office, into a chiropractor, into, you know, a home construction company. Um, and it's the, you know, Dan Kennedy says it all the time, you know, but my business is different and everybody always looks for the excuses not to implement something. Oh, well, they're a bank. They have nothing to do with chiropractic. Well, I'm sure there's some overlap there and there's some ideas that both of those industries could, could gain from each other. So, as we go through this, you know, your listeners should have in the back of their mind that, um, you know, all right, I, I hear this. Um, I'm not a theme park, but how do I adapt it into my industry? 
Yeah, I think that's a great point. And one one of the things that that really like perked me up when you're talking about that is I think so many people, especially people that are trying to start an online business and maybe they have a, a regular job right now, like they don't, you know, there's a lot of experience and things that you can gain from whatever regular job you're working that you can carry over into your, your other business, right? I know I'm, I'm actually from the restaurant background myself. I worked when I moved here to Maui, I was at the Bubblegum Shrimp Company and, you know, that's kind of my background. And I know there are certain things I learned in the restaurant business that have served me well in the other businesses I've started. So I think it's super fascinating that you're taking that, those strategies that Disney, you know, has and applying those to the other businesses that you're doing. What would you, what would you say, like, just as kind of like the, what's kind of like the big picture view of how you would start to implement something like this in your business? And then maybe we can get down to some specifics. Sure. Um, You know, what Disney does well is they make an experience out of everyday mundane things that have to get done. And I think that's a big, broad um, overview. Um, I mean, every business has mundane, boring, got to do it day in, day out kind of tasks. You got to answer the phone. Uh, You've got to answer email. Um, Disney does it with style and pizzazz and, you know, pixie dust and all that other stuff. And, well, we may not have pixie dust, but we still can have style and pizzazz. Um, so, you know, you're, you're trying to, so if you're an online marketer, um, you know, how is the interaction with your website? Is it an experience um, or is it just a, you know, a, a really boring black and white opt-in page? Um, I mean, I'm kind of going to extremes here. I'm sure not too many people just have that. Um, but being able to create that experience, I'll give you a, a, an example. You know, again, answering the phone. I was working with some insurance uh, agents a few years ago. And I usually, when I'm uh, giving uh, speeches, I go out and do uh, public speaking. So I'm uh, on stages quite a bit. Um, not now, but usually. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, you know, I'm presenting to this group of insurance agents and I ask them, how do you answer your phone? And I get the usual answers of, oh, you know, thanks for calling Dave's Allstate. Uh, how may I help you? Or, you know, thank you for calling Allstate, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, th- this one guy um, that I'd been working with was a complete rock and roll fanatic. Um, I mean, he had, you know, in his office had Led Zeppelin on the wall, Pink Floyd. I mean, you know, guitars, gold albums. I mean, the guy was a rock and roll nut. Um, and one of the ways he liked to wow people was by making an experience out of something mundane as answering the phone. So when you called his um, Allstate office, you got someone answering the phone with, with, thank you for calling Dave's Allstate, the agency that rocks. <laughs> You're going to remember that. That yeah. now begins to set the tone of how the, um, the relationship with this company is going to go. Answering the phone that way also does two things. If you, you, know, you think about marketing, um, it's designed to attract your ideal client. Your marketing is also designed to repel people you really don't want to do business with. And just by answering the phone that way, you are certainly repelling people that are like, oh, I'm not doing business with him because he sounds crazy. Uh, and then there are other people right. that are finally like, oh, wow, you know, somebody who's not uptight, they're, you know, they, they're, they're relaxed, they, they enjoy their job, they have fun. 
this sounds like an agency for me. So something as basic as answering the phone can really begin to create that experience um, uh, with your clients. And I think that's a great point. And I think it's something that you, you really talk about in your book as well. And that's, you know, focusing on the details, right? Mm -hmm. Like so many, I know for me as an entrepreneur, it's hard for me to focus on the details. Like I'm a big picture guy. Like I'm the, let's get it started. Let's get going. When it comes to hashing out all the details, like my eyes glaze over. I'm like, uh, I don't really want to do that. So it's a constant challenge for me to stay detail focused. But you know, that what you were just talking about, I think is such a key thing, like thinking about those, those mundane interactions, like you said, answering the phone, answering email, you know, how people interact with, you know, if you're a real business, how they interact either with your, you know, your staff, your team, your, your website there as well. If you're an online business, how they interact with your products, all that stuff, like looking at every little part of that and saying, how can I, how can I, you know, punch this up and make it different. And I know for me, it's a super challenge to do that. You know, how was it for you when you were, you know, when you were starting out, like, was it a challenge as well? Or is it like, you know, how, how did you, how do you, I guess, maintain that kind of focus and that? Sure. That, well, that you mindset? know, a lot of it has to do with systems. Um, and that's all Disney is built on is on systems. I mean, just in Orlando, they've got 85,000 employees. If they didn't have wow. decent systems, there was no way they're going to get 85,000 people all singing the same song. Um, so having a system is very important. But once you have that system, you know, then it just becomes follow-up. Then it just becomes monitoring that system without actually having to, to do it. You know, you, you talk about the details, um, and sometimes it's difficult to uh, focus on, on that minutiae, um, you know, for one, I'm a cleaning company, um, or I own a cleaning company, so details are, are certainly important, um, you know, because we are a detail-oriented company, so, you know, we, we got to do that. Um, you know, Disney's the same way, and it started with Walt, um, really. You know, he, uh, when they were designing um, Disneyland, um, he would walk through the park incognito as much as Walt Disney could walk incognito in his own place. Uh, you know, he wore coveralls, straw hat, and that kind of thing. And he, he actually got on um, the Jungle Cruise. Um, and, you know, he wanted to see how the experience was. And the experience was all of three minutes and 20 seconds. And Walt got off the ride. He found the supervisor, a gentleman by the name of Dick Nunes, um, who at the time was the manager of uh, Jungle Cruise. Uh, Dick ended up becoming um, the chairman of all of Walt Disney World uh, resorts um, back in the 80s um, and early 90s. So he, Walt kept him around. Um, but he took Dick to task and said, look, this ride is supposed to be a six-minute ride. You know, do you know how much these elephants cost me? I want people to see them. I want people to enjoy them. Um, you know, all these details that we have put into it, you can't see it at 60 miles an hour. So just because you think you are doing something good by getting more people through quicker, you're actually detracting from the experience by rushing people. Um, so, you know, when, when you look at, you know, the complete experience, what matters to you and how you want to portray things um, is is what really takes precedence. Um, with my employees um, in the carpet business, 
you know, we've got a lot of mundane things that we have to do. Uh, we, again, we have a lot of details that we have to focus on. Um, so I put in place systems that would, that I knew that the employees could follow. And all I have to do is follow up on them. Like right now, I only work maybe six to eight hours a week in that particular business. Um, and the only reason I can do that is because I put the systems in place. So if you're, if you're just starting, oh my God, this is, this is your opportunity to, you know, create those systems, document what you do every day. Um, and the easiest thing to do is, and this is the way Disney does it, is a very simple form um, called what, how, why. So in one column, you have what you're doing, the next column is how to do it. And the final column is why are we doing it this way? Um, and you st if you start at the beginning, if you're a startup, it's so much easier than thinking, oh my God, I've got 17,000 processes that I do. I've been in business for 15 years. How am I going to document that? Um, yeah, that's a little bit daunting. But if you just start now, now is the time. Uh, document those things. Um, they become a living, breathing now, books don't live and breathe, but it becomes a, 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 a document that, you know, changes as time goes on. I mean, Walt designed the parks to continue to evolve, uh, you know, with the times. So your, your manual would continue to evolve with your company. But it gives your employees um, a, a document to follow. It gives yourself something to follow. Um, and then if you, you know, come down the pike a little way, and say, eh, maybe that's not right. Okay. You go to that page and you tweak it and, uh, then you redistribute it. The key thing is if you're going to give it to employees to do is obviously teach them this. The most important column is the why. And if you want to get your employees engaged, having them understand why we do something a certain way, um, will certainly capture that engagement. Um, so yeah, I mean, getting a very simple system put together, to, no matter what category or what, um, you know, part of the path of entrepreneurship you're on, just start documenting it. Start somewhere. This episode of What's the Secret podcast is sponsored by Offline Sharks. Offline Sharks, where website designers, social media experts, SEO professionals, can get custom software tools and training on how to quickly scale and grow their digital agencies. If you're looking to build reoccurring revenue into your agency and go from one to two clients to six figures and beyond, Offline Sharks is the place to do it. So head over to offlinesharks.com forward slash Tom and start growing your agency today. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's a, another great tip. And one of the things that when you were talking about that as well in the beginning is I started thinking like, you know, a lot of times when we're talking about marketing, we always talk about putting ourselves in our prospect shoes and our buyer's shoes and getting into their mind to craft our marketing message. And then, you know, sometimes when we start our business or we create our products or whatever it is we're doing, so many people don't take the time to actually go through them like they're a customer, just like Walt did with just going and riding the ride. Like that's not a, that's not a super complicated process. Like, Hey, let's just get on and ride the ride. Like, Hey, let's go to my website and try to buy the product and see what it, Hey, let's send a ticket into my support staff and yep. see how they respond. Like I think so many people miss that little step and, and doing that, 
you know, it really just opens your eyes to what's actually going on from, from the other side. Like you don't have to try to sit there and figure it out. Right. You just do right. Just do it like a customer and you'll see the, the holes, the areas and all that stuff. Yeah. And especially your listeners that have brick, bricks and mortar businesses where the owner or the doctor is used to walking in the back door all the time and never goes out front. I always encourage people, you know what, once a month, go out front, pull in the parking lot like you're one of your patients or your clients and walk in like you're, you know, going there to be served. And what you see is going to blow your mind. You're going to see the dusty house plants, the windows that haven't been cleaned in a while. You know, you're going to see, you know, your receptionist, uh, you know, Margaret, is, you know, her head is underneath the desk like this. And all you can see is the top of her head. And she doesn't even look up when the door opens. So, I mean, all these things, you know, you get a chance to see um, by just walking in the front door as opposed to walking in the back door. Yeah, that's great. I know for me and my online business, one of the things that I do, even though we have a support team, people that answer support, like I go in there every day and look around. Like mm-hmm. I look at how people are answering tickets. I look at what tickets are coming in, what people are saying. And, you know, for me as an online entrepreneur, that's kind of my version of walking in the back door, right? Like right. just kind of seeing what's kind of happening in the business. And if there's anything we can do that we can do to you know, to help that process or how are we addressing those things? Um, yeah, that's great. So one of the, uh, let's see, what is, what would you say, like if somebody's, so we talked about people getting started, but like once somebody has some traction and they're get, getting going, like what do you think are the keys to kind of cultivating that long-term success, right? Like, you know, I think our goal in any business is we don't want to be a flash in the pan, right? We want to continue to go. and. I think there's a, a huge amount of focus, especially when people, you know, are entrepreneurs, we're always thinking about how we get that new customer, how we bring in more business. And I think we really miss the opportunity of the people that we're already doing business with or maximizing the, the, the customers that we do have. So what do you think are the keys to, you know, to that process of cultivating that kind of long-term success? I know we touched on a couple of them already, but. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things, uh, you know, just in that question, um, you know, we could go a bunch of different directions. Uh, you know, certainly your client retention efforts, um, you, you've got to have a client retention system. Um, you know, I'll, I'll preach, the, uh, preach to the choir about having a printed newsletter um, that is, you know, mailed to, uh, to people. Uh, something that's going to build value, continue to keep you top of mind, um, you know, but you've got to have a client retention system. How do you build that, you know, that titanium cage around your, around your herd? Um, you know, and once you've done that, then, you know, I mean, it's, I think everybody will agree that it is extremely more expensive to get a new client than it is to hold on to uh, one that you've already gotten. Um, in my carpet biz, I can tell you, it cost me about $68 to get a new client in the front door. Um, it only costs me $15 a year to keep that client. So I would much rather spend $15 a year, you know, a couple thousand times over than spending 68. Um, and so once you have, once you know the math, I mean, that's certainly important. Um, but then it's how do you get your clients to buy more? Uh, how do you get your clients to buy more often? 
um, you know, uh, just reading an article uh, earlier today, actually on this, and you know, how does a pizza company get people to buy pizza more often? Um, well, why don't you put them on some kind of continuity program? Um, and I actually mentioned there's actually a pizza place in town. I, he got free advice from me, um, and he started Pizza of the Month Club. And uh, on the first of every month, he whacks you know everybody's credit card for whatever program they signed up, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, now he's got cash in the bank. He hasn't even, haven't even, you know, made a pizza yet. And he's got all the cash in the bank. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. So thinking about ways that you can get more money uh, out of the same or less people. Uh, I mean, Disney does this brilliantly. I mean, you know, they are just absolute masters at extracting money from your wallet and then leaving you feeling good about it. Um, you know, when you get off of a ride, where does the exit of that ride dump you? It's not, it doesn't dump you in the street. It dumps you into a merchandise shop where you, if you just got off of Pirates of the Caribbean with your kids, um, you know, and there's no straight line out of any of these stores. I mean, you have to weave your way, you know, around the stands and the kiosks and things just to get out. Uh, Disney actually studied how casinos were built. Um, because if you've ever been in a casino, there is no straight line out of any casino. I mean, they got stuff in your way. You can't even find the exit. So Disney does the same thing. And when you get off of that ride, you're like, oh, wow, I need a Jack Sparrow eye patch. I need a Jack Sparrow, you know, whatever. And all that stuff is right in front of you. Um, so they've figured out how to get more money from the same amount of people. Um, they've even taken it in the last couple of years. Um, they have uh, created uh, as part of their uh, My Disney app, the app that you can use while you're in the park and it does all sorts of things. But one of the things you can do now is if you want, you can actually hit a button on this app. And instead of the merchandise going back to your room, they used to have a certain, well, they still have the service that if you bought something in the park, they would actually send it back to you, your room for you. So you didn't have to carry this thing around all day. Um, that was, that was huge, you know, years ago when they, when they implemented that because it broke down a barrier for people to spend money. Um, recently they now have this button that you can push on the app and instead of sending that uh, plush or that toy or what have you back to your room, it sends it back to your house. And a lot of times the merchandise is actually making it home before you get home. Um, and so again, you don't have to buy another suitcase, you know, to carry all the crap that you just bought in the park home with you. Um, it's already been shipped for you. So again, breaking down those barriers to, how do, how do you get more money out of the same people? Yeah, that, that's amazing. All the, all the thought and the processes they put in that. Like, I never would have guessed that before. I know another thing that Disney does really well, and I think this applies to a lot of businesses, not just, you know, not just about getting the, you know, more money out of your existing customers, but they also have, I think they, don't they call them like these white glove experiences where, you know, you're, you, you pay more, but you have all these different levels of access. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another area that people tend to overlook, especially if you're an, you know, if you're an online business, just access to you as the expert or the person that's doing that is, is valuable. Right. And even yep. for a brick and mortar business as well. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, at Disney, uh, you know, they're called they're called the private guides. They're the ones that wear the plaid uh, outfits, and you'll see them everywhere. Um, you know, Disney has got this down. I mean, talk about making a bundle. They are, uh, depending on the time of year, on average, it's seven hundred dollars an hour with a minimum of six hours um, wow. to have one of these private guides. Um, now, it does get you to the front of every line. They do. You don't have to take a bus or anything. They put you in a, you know, a big SUV and they haul you around everywhere. Um, but you still have to buy your tickets. So you don't get free tickets with this thing. You still have to buy your food. Um, you know, and sometimes you miss out. You know, Disney has done some great things with um, entertaining you while you're waiting to get on the ride. Um, you know, so a lot of times part of the experience is actually waiting. Like if you go to the haunted house in the Magic Kingdom, if you skipped the inline experience, you missed a lot. I mean, you missed the fun tombstones, the interactive, you know, haunted organ, the thing spraying water at you, you know, the ghosts that are flying around. Um, if you use the private guide, you bypass all that stuff and you go in a little back door. So you miss a lot of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can certainly, you know, access to the guru for, you know, X dollars is, is definitely a way to adapt that strategy. Yeah. And then again, we're right back to the details. Like people are standing there waiting in line. How do we make waiting in line an experience in and of itself versus just standing there waiting in line? Like, right. I mean, and you know, and that, and, and think about for each industry, uh, for each business, there is a wait in line somewhere. Um, you know, whether it is you ordered a product online and now you're waiting for it to be physically delivered. Um, what, what happens between the time you order and the time the thing shows up at your door? Um, are there emails, are there videos, are there things that you know, come along to keep you interested so you don't get buyer's remorse when the thing shows up and you end up sending it back? Um, you know, the, you go to a doctor's office, any office, and you gotta sit in the waiting room. Okay, well, what's the experience about sitting in the waiting room? Um, so, yeah, I mean, Disney's got it down. I mean, they call it, actually call it linertainment. Um, and, you know, so they've got, you know, they've got actors that are out there walking around. Um, they've got people that are actually serving drinks in the line now. So you can get a cocktail or a beer or a soda um, while you're waiting. Um, they haven't quite figured out um, bathrooms in line yet. Um, so you kind of got to watch. It's a three-hour wait uh, to get on the ride, and you've had a couple of beers, you're in trouble. Um, but, you know, that's the guest's problem to figure out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, so I want the uh, WTS listeners to kind of walk away with sort of a game plan. So kind of based on, you know, some of the things we talked about, what would you, what would you recommend? Like if somebody wanted to start implementing these things in their business, what, I mean, what would that look like if they wanted to start putting some of this in place right away? Certainly. I mean, you know, start at the beginning of your, you know, we call it the customer journey or the customer sequence. Um, and, you know, take every point where a customer, client, and I use that word interchangeably, customer, client, patient, it, it all the same word. Um, and every place that you have an interaction with the client um, is, you know, what we would call a touch point. And at each one of those you take that, how do you take a mundane thing and turn it into experience? So each one of those touch points should become an experience. Um, I always encourage people, if you have a team, get with your team. 
a lot of times, most of the time, they will have better ideas than the owner or the boss. Um, that's the way it worked at Disney. Most of the best ideas came from hourly employees, not from the managers. Um, so find those, those uh, points of interaction um, with your clients. Um, create an experience out of those points. Um, one of the best ways to do that is to have your team identify what does good service look like. Um, or what does our service look like right now at this um, customer point? Um, and what does excellent service or outstanding service going to look like? And once your employees do that, now you've got them stuck because you tell them, we are no longer doing the good stuff. We're only doing the stuff that's on the excellent side. Um, it's, it's also a way to get your employees engaged. And if they feel like they have you know, contributed to the success of the company, you're going to have much better engagement. So, I mean, those are two or three. And then document. You know, by all means, document. Um, because if you know, you're going to have turnover um, and if a new person comes in, you know, a lot of times you're just like, oh, go sit with Sally because she's been here the longest and she'll show you everything to do. Well, maybe Sally hasn't done four of the 15 steps because she doesn't feel like doing it. So now the new person never sees those steps. But if it's documented and they have something to go through, um, you know, together uh, while they're in training, um, it's much more powerful and you don't diminish your brand at all. So those would be the three or four things that I would certainly focus on to start off. Oh, that's awesome. And and by the way, for all the listeners out there, Vance's book, Systematic Magic, is packed full of ideas and techniques and things that you can start implementing in your business right away to, as he says, disney the process, you know, and make it an experience. So I highly recommend that you guys pick that book up, read it, take notes on it, right, right, right on the pages. It's packed full of good information. Vance, where can people go to pick up your book? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, the best place to uh, actually, uh, you know, get in touch with me is my website, deliverservicenow.com. Um, you know, the book is available on Amazon. Um, so you can certainly get it if Amazon's delivering these days. Um, I know they're a little behind, um, but um, that would be the best. And then a couple times a year, I'll do a, a book sale um, or a promotion or something. And, uh, you know, if you're on, if you're on my list, uh, you'll get advance notice of it. And usually instead of you get it, it's like 20 bucks on Amazon. I'll usually do it for half off, you know, including shipping. So, um, but I can also send you a few books and you can uh, divvy them up as you, uh, as you yeah, wish. That'd be great. I know the WTS listeners would love that, but definitely check out Vance's website, check out his book again, packed full of great information that you can start using in your business today. And uh, Vance, I guess like sometimes you don't know what you don't know. So is there anything I'm missing? Is there anything that you would want the listeners of this podcast to know that maybe I didn't even, that I didn't even know to ask about, you know, how you've implemented this stuff? No, I, I don't think you missed anything, but I, I, I want, well, I mean, we, we could go on for hours, <laughs> um, but uh, no, I don't think you missed anything. But the one point that I want to, you know, really emphasize is to keep it simple. Okay. I mean, Again, Disney manages 85,000 employees just in one location through the use of simple systems. Um, so don't have, I mean, you can have a complicated funnel or whatever you want to do, but you know, your, your service systems and your, your guest experience systems, keep them simple so that people can understand them. 
um, and don't overcomplicate it. That would be the big message. That's awesome. Well, Vance, thanks so much for joining us on What's the Secret podcast today. Really great info. I hope you guys took a lot of notes because there's a ton of golden nuggets in this episode. And uh, you can find more information at tomgaddis.com. I'll have some links in the show notes and stuff like that to Vance's website and the book. And thanks, Vance, again. Really appreciate it. And uh, My pleasure. My pleasure. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you found it helpful, then please share it with someone else. Just simply share the link or post it on Facebook and say, check this out. Really make my day if you did that. Also, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so every podcast gets sent straight to you and you don't have to go searching for it. Again, my name's Tom Gaddis, and I'll see you next week on What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha for now, everyone.